Most of us enjoy the time we have in our home. It's a place we can hide out. It's a refuge. It's a place we feel safe. But did you ever wonder if everyday household items could be making you sick? Well, that's the subject of primary care tonight on ReachMD. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough, and my guest is Andre Lacroix. Now, he's vice president of Easy Breathe. He's going to talk about what he does with Easy Breathe, but also, and most importantly for us as physicians, is the, the issues that could occur in your own home and what we're dealing with. So first of all, uh, Mr. Lacroix, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. Uh, my first question, tell me a little bit about the things we have in our home. I mean, I know, for instance, um, we've done programs before about dust mites and, and things that you might not sure. really think about in the home. But tell me a little bit, because obviously this is, this is your life's work and you, you deal with it all the time. Yes. What are some of the issues? For me, what I'd like to do is, is I like to educate people on, on what we can control, right? Um, more often than not, we're not, from an indoor air quality standpoint, we're not going to change people's lives completely and ask them to... To, to, to change habits. But what I would like them to do is recognize what it is that they can control. For example, um, things like the biggest thing, and people might think I'm crazy, but it is tobacco smoke, environmental tobacco smoke, smoking. There are, there, there are a segment of people out there that still think that smoking is okay, let alone and smoking in their house is okay. So there's obvious things like that. There's also things like um, candles, air fresheners, um, I mean, I can get into detail about all that kind of stuff that we bring into our home. So I try and really educate people on, on what we do on a daily basis, what little things we can do to make a difference. So we have patients who come in who might say, you know, I just don't feel well. I've got allergies. You know, as a physician, I might say, have you had any flooding in your basement? You know, what about mold? What about, you know, we're trying to think sure. things. What sort of questions should we be asking beyond those general ones to maybe get a little more specific? Okay. So I ask people you know, what typically they do in, a, in an effort to keep their house clean? And a simple question like that often yields, and then I have to get a little bit more detail, but that often yields things like, well, I have these plug-in air fresheners that I use that are scented. Um, I light candles whenever we're going to have people over to get a good smell in my house. Um, so it could be something like, well, we just redid our house, we put in new carpeting. Okay, or I just added new cabinets to the kitchen. All these things off-gas some pretty bad chemicals into our house. So we're not thinking about it, and we kind of have them out there. And how do you know, I mean, I guess you begin sneezing, those sorts of things. How do you begin to know yeah. those symptoms are bothering you? Exactly. So what I tell people is let's take it one by one. Okay, let's take these things that we're utilizing. Let me try and think of, you know, in the case of cleaning products, let's look at alternatives. In the case of if we remodel our house, let's look at maybe trying to do some ventilation, opening more windows, even in the wintertime, things like that. But see what we can change to see if it changes the way you're feeling. Are you wheezing? Are you sneezing? Are you coughing? Tell me what your daily life is like. Tell me what your routine is. Tell me something new that's, that's happened in your house that maybe hasn't happened in a while. And if we can pinpoint something, like I said, there's times that people think they're doing the right thing, and that's... To me, that's my big concern is where I try and help people. They think they're doing the right thing by, like I said, I keep going back to lighting candles, but um, they, they think they're doing the right thing, but in fact, what they're adding into their environment, it, it could be quite unhelpful. Well, Andre, one of the things, you know, you mentioned, there were a couple things on the list, and I was reading through it prior to the program, things like, that wouldn't surprise me, nail polish, hairspray, cleaning products. Sure. You mentioned candles, that's a surprise, but, but also a surprise... Uh, you would think just the opposite, air fresheners. Like, you would think, oh, great, air fresheners oh. will be fantastic. We use them in our cars. We, you know, we do, wh- what's the problem there? Yes. Well, it's interesting, Doc. You know that 
um, studies have shown, and not not just studies, you know, by by doctors, but studies by the EPA actually, they're showing that there's these these air fresheners have. They, they did a study once that they took about 20 different air fresheners, and across the 20 different kinds of air fresheners, whether they be plug-ins or sprays or even wipes, they they found about a hundred different toxic chemicals in these air fresheners. So in fact, we're making it worse. There's things like. Um, I mean, benzene and toluene, all these things that are names that you'd think are involved in, like, like, like fires. You know, like if, if you think of some sort of a bad fire and they, they just smell. But, but these are things that are in these air fresheners that are making things really, really bad. And the air freshener companies, they, they don't list it. They don't have to list any of this stuff. And so what I try and tell people is that, listen, if, if you're spraying something in your house and um, you want your house to smell like maple cinnamon or brown sugar or peppermint, that's not normal, okay? That's not a normal smell inside a house. So how is that happening? It's happening because of a chemical reaction in this can that you're then bringing into the home. They're really, really bad things. I, I hate to say that to people, but uh, but the, these air fresheners are really, really bad for you. Well, one of the concerns I was just thinking of, and again, not something I thought of, but Many of us in our car, you get in a car, there's those little liquid things they put right on the yes. right on the vent and it and it sends it out with the air and it's like it makes the car smell better, but um you know, you you do see people there sneezing or coughing or whatever and it sure. may it may be a reaction to that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I see those things all the time. It's funny, I was in uh in Chicago for for a television show that I was I was on for the exact this exact thing. And the Uber that I took to get to that show, <laughs> this guy had those things right on the airplane. Kind of funny, but but you're right; they're toxic things. But a lot of times, people don't associate that little thing with it because they may get out of their car at five or six minutes or twenty minutes later and still have that cough, but not associate it with that. But in fact, it's, it's interesting you mentioned the car. The, the, the air freshener that that new car smell that comes with the car that people loved. The air freshener people capitalized on that and actually made an air freshener called new car smell, which was a great selling product until the EPA actually pulled it off the market because it was so toxic. Well, how can you find out about these products? Like, let's say somebody wants an air freshener, they like it, maybe they have a candle burning in their home because it smells like mm-hmm. like fresh baked goods, you know, whatever, we've all yes. smelled those things. What, what level should people have? Is it how much they tolerate? Should they be overly concerned? Should it make it no exposure at all? What's your recommendation? Well, my recommendation... The, the EPA website is an excellent website, epa.gov. You know, it's, a, it's an excellent website that doesn't promote products, so you can read up all about that stuff. And then I usually what, what they'll recommend and what I recommend is to try and find natural alternatives. So, for example, I know that people love to have those certain smelling candles in their house, but maybe try and look at, some, at, a, at a candle like a beeswax candle instead of like a basically a chemical candle. When you talk about a chemical candle, what exactly are you talking about? Just something where they, they essentially have put a product together and, and that chemical is what's just sent into the room? Yeah, yeah, basically. Because if you think about it, you know, a lot of times, and I was guilty of this a long time ago, um, you know, it, it's funny, people don't want to bring in real Christmas trees, for example. So they bring in a fake Christmas tree because a child is allergic to a Christmas tree. But then they want that tree smell, so they go out and buy the pine-scented candle. Well, that's not a natural smell in a house, right? So the, the, the chemical cocktail that exists in that little glass jar 
is exactly what that is. There is no pine in your house. These are chemicals that were fabricated that when combusted, because think about that for a second, like that's exactly what happens. This, this, not only have you taken that chemical scent, but now you're lighting it on fire and allowing it in your home. Not to sound so dramatic, but that, that's what I try and explain to people. A very interesting program here on Primary Care Today. I'm your host, Dr. Brian McDonough, and we are talking about the chemicals we bring into our home, the issues we can face, the, at least theoretically and, and in real time with them. Our guest is Andre Lacroix, Vice President of Easy Breathe. Tell me a little bit about Easy Breathe, and you have certified home specialists. They actually come in, and they look at the homes of people who are having issues, right? Yes, yes, we do. So I myself am a, am a certified indoor environmentalist and a certified healthy home specialist. So what we do is we can go into the home and we can do an in-home assessment, okay? Um, and then based on that, we can make recommendations like what I was mentioning before. Sometimes it's just a simple thing like natural alternatives. But truth be told, the, my, my company also manufactures a, a, you know, a series of ventilation equipped fans and different ventilation fans that are whole house ventilation systems for houses. Um, because one of the things that we always recommend to people is, in fact, whether it be with our product, Easy Breathe, or something else, is to ventilate your space. You know, when you talk about introducing chemicals into a house, again, whether we brought them in with a candle or whether you brought in new carpet, a new mattress, new, new cabinet, all of that stuff does what we call off-gassing. And so if you can't remove the source, like I'm mentioning with a candle, if you can't totally remove the source, the second recommendation from the EPA and even the World Health Organization is ventilation. So that's how we can help people, too, with our series of different whole house ventilation fans that Easy Breed manufactures. And when we're, again, talking about dealing with our own patients, I mean, these are some questions now that are reasonable questions. You could just say, uh, what do you have in your home? Um, do you use any of those scented candles? Do you, what about perfumes? What about hairspray? What about things I'm not thinking of? We, we talked about, we obviously talked about the air fresheners because I think that is something that few people might even be aware of. But what other sure. sort of hidden issues could there be in your home? Well, something that people don't like to talk about is their pets, right? Their pets are a big source. Now, we aren't going to maybe remove our pets because we call it source removal. We're not going to remove our pets. But sometimes people don't think that pets are as bad as they are. Everybody sees the pets shake and, and the hair come out. But what are the pets also bringing in from the outside that could be sources of, of pollution? You know, what about our, our own HVAC system? That maybe we are we maintaining the filters or are we not? Whether we're running a dehumidifier or our HVAC system in the summer we're cooling the air or in the winter we're heating it. If we're not maintaining those things, that actually becomes a contributor to, to the problem. Things like that. We've seen that a lot, people with your humidifiers. If they just don't clean them, they can get really grimy and junky in there and, and, and be a real cause of concern as well. What about the work environment, not anybody's particular workplace, but uh, what about the actual work environment and that, that recirculated air? Well, that's, that's a great question. In the work environment, you know, there are uh, HVAC systems and their jobs are to, to circulate the air, but that's not necessarily based on occupants or anything like that. It's based on square footage, right? So what happens is these people, you then bring in occupants, you then bring in computers, you bring in copy machines, fax machines, things like that. All of these things are huge contributors. Those fax machines, those copy machines, typically industrialized carpet or commercial carpet is made with chemicals in it that, you know, if you spill your coffee at work, it's easy to clean up. 
you know? So that's infused with chemicals. So the machines that we use, all that stuff leads to bad stuff in the air that typically that's not taken into consideration when the footprint of the building is built and they decide how much to ventilate. So all of those things they have to think about and reevaluate over time. And again, a company probably has an expert come in. Most people obviously don't necessarily even think about these things in their own home. Um, one last question. We only have about a minute or so left with you, and I, I wanted to take advantage of the time. Is, it, is there anything I didn't bring up that you think is important as far as uh, when we do look at our everyday household items and whether or not they can be contributing to either our allergies or, or just feeling poorly? No, I would just I would just ask the, the homeowner to really be just diligent about their own practices is really what it is. And to look at what it is that they do on a day-to-day basis that maybe they can change or modify to make their lives or their kids' lives better. You know, and just to do their own homework, research it online. If you search indoor air quality, all kinds of articles will come up on common household solutions. I can't say that there's one thing that we missed out on, but, you know, just for people to be a little bit proactive and the little changes they make can make a huge difference in their lives as far as whether or not kids are on medicine or not and things like that, really. Well, Andre Lacroix, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us on Primary Care today on ReachMD. I really appreciate uh, the fact that you brought up so many interesting points and, and the time you spent with us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm always trying to get, get the word out there, so any opportunity I get, I'm very much appreciative of it. So thank you for having me. This is Dr. Brian McDonough. If you missed any of this discussion, please visit reachmd.com slash primarycaretoday. You can download the podcast and learn more on the series. And thank you for listening.